Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Welcome back to the conclusion of our tournament champions here on Trendy, the show where we like to compete while exploring the best way to wager for casual cappers. And just like in the regular show, I cannot pick a winner because I thought Martin Weiss was going to run away with this thing, and yet he is dead last. Martin came in after Monday with two units. Eddie and I are both sitting on five. And Dave Damashek, the gambling pal, the guy who's just a fox in hen's clothing, is at 11 0.5 running away with this thing. How did you do it, Shaq? Hey, I guess I did enough research after all, Mr. Cynic, right? That's a well, well, everybody did some big research for their picks, except for Dave. Well, I said that about your second guess express. And by the way, that's the only one you gave out that lost. Uh, which you just gave off the cuff. So whatever you did was working. Congratulations. Although I will say that drop. That drop at the end of the Monday night game killed me and must have killed people across America. I was running some numbers just uh, right before the show. Martin's pointing at himself. I was running yeah, it's smoke, right I, the show. Chiefs minus three would have been would have been a layup right there. And yeah, that would have been. This is yeah. stinking thinking, though, by Mergler, because if you watch pro football in the 21st century, you realize it takes about 17 seconds to get into field goal position. So Obviously, the MVS drop might have put the Chiefs into the lead, but that doesn't mean that that uh, the Eagles wouldn't have kicked a field goal, forced overtime, and won it anyway. But I mean, that's fair to say. But I had the over, so my over cash is oh, the moment oh, oh, that he I rolls thought, it in okay. the end zone. But uh, running some numbers right beforehand, there's over a hundred billion dollars bet on the NFL annually in the legal markets in the U.S. Not even talking global, and not even talking about people that are still betting with bookies. So let's say that there's two hundred billion dollars bet on the U.S. annually, and I would suggest there was over a billion dollars just on that Chiefs Eagles game on uh, on Monday night. So what kind of like other things happen? happens so publicly that can affect over a billion dollars. Like they say these players are somewhat overpaid. I say they're underpaid when a guy like Scantling can go in drop that ball and move markets to such a disastrous effect. No. An interesting point. I guess the answer is uh, what, what can happen is a guy can, uh, the guy who throws the ball, the guy who handles the ball on every single play that his team has the ball could show up wearing some sort of a brace on his hand but then the team could say like no injury to be had here but then hurt um the part of his body right next to that very hand and say like unrelated and launch a scandal and then everybody who is a cool insider is like harumphing about that <laughs> not related and yet obviously here we are on the other side questioning it i think that's what you're getting at yeah, well, I mean, that's part of what I'm getting at. It's just overall, like, everybody's up in arms about Elon Musk's tweets. And don't get me wrong, like, those things could be atrocious and he could wreck a $44 billion business. But we've got 22 Elon Musk treat, uh, tweets running around on every field because they're moving $100, $200, 500000000 million markets just by simple plays, like a drop at the end zone at the end. And obviously, Chiefs fans have it the worst. But come on, man. Like, think about the fantasy implications. Like, how many people have my home? First of all, no, hey, people- hold on. Chiefs fans don't have it the worst. Chiefs fans don't have it the worst at all. 
No, 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 no. The poor bastard who sat there and would bet over two and a half receptions for Jarek McKinnon just to watch Zach Cunningham tip it down as Mahomes tries to throw it left-handed. They got it worse than the Chiefs fans. Chiefs fans have had multiple Super Bowls in the last few years. Residency in the AFC Championship. Chiefs fans don't have nothing wrong right now. Not a single thing to complain about. Lucky they got to play in a Super Bowl at all a year ago or 10 months ago because I still say that the Joe Asai uh, flag was at minimum unnecessary. We can debate whether or not you had to drop that flag. But yes, of course, Martin is absolutely right. The question is going forward. Are you, Toby Mergler, now sufficiently spooked to bet another Chiefs over? I mean, the results are in. The, the this yeah. This resistance to reality that people continue to go against. I, I kept my yap shut when everybody and their mother I saw on social media and beyond before Monday Night Football saying like 46. Where did, where, did, where did you, I can't remember where you got the total for Monday Night Football, where you had it. What was it, 46 and a half or so? I adjusted it down to 39 and a half. I'm sorry, right, right, be right. Golden. So like right. Tony got his catch in the first half. Mahomes has two touchdowns. All I did is the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, the mighty Super Bowl champions to come and score a again, single Toby. time. A single time in the second half and I can't get it. So I'll take your McKinnon bet, um, Weiss, and I will watch the entire second half waiting for one score and still come up short so that Dave gets to run away with this thing. And Dave's the guy I want to win the least. I'm not going to lie. Because Dave will definitely rub it in my face for the longest, and he's probably going to win unless we can do something about it here on today's show. You can. Uh, so we can. It's inevitable. So we uh, before we jump into our picks, I did want to ask you gentlemen just one quick question, and then we will see how that we're going to compete to try to take Dave down. And that is in the theme of Thanksgiving, you know, you listen to a lot of shows and it's a common trope to talk about what you are most thankful for uh, going into Thanksgiving in your own life. I want to extend that just slightly since we do focus on this show on gambling. What are you most thankful for in your wagering life? What is the thing that you feel like you could count on or that you're happiest about? or whatever, that when you sit down at your table on Thursday, after you finish thanking your friends, after you finish thanking your family and everything else that you have, you will be thankful for. For me, and I'll give you time to think, for me, it is simply interception bets. I cannot get enough of playing over interception bets in this saturated quarterback league where half of the people are third day draft picks or later getting to bet that on Bryce Young, getting to bet that on Josh Allen, getting to bet that on everybody throughout the league as they're throwing it up for grabs as we see more and more aggressive play action happening is a gift that keeps on giving. And so of all the things I can be thankful for in gambling, it is being able to wager on that each and every day here on Caesar Sportsbook in my legal state of Virginia. Uh, Eddie, what about you? A couple easy ones for me. Um, I've been talking about this on minus three a lot, and Dave can back me up. Just the, the quarterback rush totals for, I guess, non um, you know, rushing quarterbacks. So like I gave it the Mahomes one on this show, so I guess he is a running quarterback. But a Sam Howell, a Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, uh, just to name a few guys that I've given out, they set him so low, and they always go over that just due to like two or three scrambles. So I think that's been a really easy one. Um, obviously, last episode on Trinity, we talked a lot about the San Jose Sharks just keep hammering against the Sharks, and um, you know, with sticking with hockey, the Rangers, like Artemi Panarin, his streak did just break, but they're just so good in the power play, one of the league's best. Keep betting on him to score points or a Rangers power play point every game because they are very good in the special team. So there's been some easy bets um, to give out there that I, I've been, you know, hammering all, all season long. What about you, Shaq? Well, the specific bet that 
feels like a perennial given at this point is the bookmakers undervaluing the Pittsburgh Steelers in terms of wins over the course of a season. Eight and a half, even money, once again, after the rookie QB and the the one of the five best nine QBs in the league was out for half the season. They still won nine games last year. And yet the bookmakers saw fit to set the total at eight and a half again this year, inexplicably, whatever ails the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're getting the nine, everybody. That's right. And also, what am I thankful for more globally? Martin Weiss, he doesn't like fun bets. You know what? I like the man in the mirror, though. <laughs> The man in the mirror knows just as much as everybody else. I played the game. I'm <laughs> steeped in gambling for the last four decades. Yeah, guess what? You don't do any better than Dave Damashek does. Look at the numbers. You can get frustrated by it. Uh, you can try to um, Freddy, uh, uh, Fredo Corleone me, but the facts are the facts. How about God you, God damn it, he's right. He's right. How about you, Weiss? Mine has to be... I'm looking. Yep, this is the exact. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, bet. This is the exact game. I didn't start gambling until uh, the year the Tennessee Titans went to the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs and lost. And ended up, that was, I think, it was Mahomes' first Super Bowl. But that, also that year, that's when you started gambling. Wow! First bet I ever placed was Tennessee Titans to win the AFC You're that a year. Young guy, I know, right? And I was this close. Anyway. Uh, Joe Burrow, that same year, they went down seven to nothing against Alabama in the first quarter. And since then, I've pretty much have bet on Joe Burrow on almost every game that he has started since. And as a result, I have been riding the most profitable quarterback in the NFL since he entered it and has been healthy. Uh, so I got to say, shout out to uh, Joseph Lee Burrow. Get well soon because I need somebody to bet on. Well, what are you going to do for the rest of the year, pal? I mean, yeah. if you look at my record throughout the beginning of the year, maybe it'll help. <laughs> <It's been laughs> that is fair. That is fair. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, we are running up against a time constraint. It is the day before Thanksgiving. I want to get you, the mighty listener, off on your day and also get everybody here to the next record sessions. So let's give Siege a little bit of love and then let's have our competition. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after 
qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, we are back and it is time to pay this thing off. As I said, Dave has a pretty commanding lead at 11.5, but I've seen people blow bigger leads before. But Dave, that does give you honors. So why don't you lead us off with your heart category to see how you're going to keep your lead? Well, the hard category, I have uh, uh, a few to choose from. As a matter of fact, I do have to say vainly and otherwise uh, to self-promote a little bit. Minus three, we not only are going to have the 15-minute pregame show available for you on Friday, but we also, we're, that's how festive we are. We celebrated the Thanksgiving and Black Friday games by doing a Thanksgiving special that's available on social media, including YouTube, Extra Points channel. You can track it down there and on uh, Twitter and beyond. Look for that, our pro football scores for you. Now, Hart, my favorite regular season hockey game perennially by far and away is the Thanksgiving Eve game. It is a Pittsburgh tradition. Lo and behold, who's coming to town? Eddie Spaghetti's rags on a heater, despite that loss that I told you they were going to take down in Dallas a couple of days ago. Now trying to rebound. Penguins decimated by injury. You know what? I'm going all in on the guy I told you is a great play for the MVP this year. Sidney Crosby gets a goal plus 116. That's my heart pick. Beow, 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 beow. Eddie, Eddie, come back. Um, well, my second guest express, I don't want to, t- I'll tease it. it has to do with that game. If they was going to pick the Penguins, I would have just, I would have just, uh, failed it again too, just to ride with the Rangers, just cause I think the, the Rangers, you know, bad loss 
uh, up to nothing, had a couple of sloppy defensive mistakes in the blue line, and then that game ended up being a blowout to a very good Stars team, which I, I do have in the Stanley Cup final. Um, they were due to lose. Dave was right about that, but I feel good about the rebound just because they actually have a, a real coach. So, again, little tease for my second guest express later. Uh, if you wanted to hop right into to my heart yep. bet, I could do a different team that plays in New York. Uh, this is the quintessential heart bet for me. Right now, the Patriots have not announced their starting quarterback. Um, it could be Bailey Zappi. It could be Mac Jones. It could be Will Greer. Um, I, I'm not trying to blow up, you know, how great I think Tommy DeVito is, but winning a game uh, in, in, pro- in, in probable fashion of getting sacked, like, I, I don't know how many times. He's going to do it. Nine times. Don't stop him. Spaghetti. Don't stop him. Let He's going to do it, everybody. I'm taking the Giants. I'm not taking the Giants with the points. The Giants are at home. I'm taking the Giants in the money lines. Plus 135. That's the hard <laughs> bet. Um, the thing is this. Look at Saquon Barkley, how good he's been the last few games. Uh, not only a receiving threat, but a rushing threat. You know the offense is going to run through him, yet teams have not been able to way to stop him. Um, the commanders couldn't do it. And I just think when you have a guy like Dexter Lawrence who's playing out of his mind right now, who's I think is the best defensive interior lineman in football, and you have Kayvon Thibodeau, who's now tied for fifth in sacks in the league, there's still on paper better pieces on the Giants roster than there are on the Patriots roster, especially when we they may have their own third quarterback on the depth chart playing in this game uh, on Sunday. Obviously, the locker room's not feeling great. There's uncertainty with who's starting for them. Again, the Giants are home. The crowd will be fired up. DeVito has a little bit of confidence, and at least they're chucking the ball downfield. He's, he's actually taking chances, which is something that Daniel Jones never really did uh, with the same exact offensive line. So uh, I, I do find, think there's a Giants. It's going to be blowing up the tank even more, uh, and especially, too, because the Patriots do want to tank. So, the you know, Belichick, Belichick may be up to his Belichick and find a way to, you know, kind of tone it down, get that, that top quarterback to extend his shelf life as the Patriots coach. So, hard bet, Giants win the money line in East Rutherford. Martin, are you touching that game? Like, is there a bigger stay away on the schedule than the Patriots' third-string quarterback against Tommy DeVito? Like, give any angle on that? Yeah, I'm angling to find where the remote is. I'm going to touch that to change the channel. If I, if, if, if oh, I, I probably won't me. watch either. I probably won't watch either. That, that's a game you just check the score up to. You're like, nice, okay, good. But, I mean, you know, anytime you can lay three and a half with Tommy DeVito, you got to take it. You know, I'm surprised <laughs> that he's only playing the money line. I mean, anytime, you know, you got to be careful out of that. You got to be careful. I, all my bets, uh, there were there were lame bets last show. Now I got to get the, the plus money bets to uh, you know to surpass Dave. So I'm going uh, balls to the wall here. I very right. much feel you. My I have the, I'm I'm on the same thing. My uh, my heart bet will be the Detroit Lions against the spread. Whatever it is, they'll beat the they'll beat the Packers by 14. In fact, I changed my mind. My heart bet right now is Lions uh, minus 10. I'll I'll find what the odds are on the adjusted spread. Lions minus 10. They went up by at least 10 early, early on Thanksgiving morning. I don't want to get in anybody's like way. It. I assume you guys are everybody's gonna uh take a bite of the Thanksgiving game apple, but I just want to float one for our pal Kevin Hench, who had an interesting play here. It seems pretty clear. Six weeks ago, I looked up the Thanksgiving games. I love reviewing those what or, or previewing in my brain, like, oh, this will be a pretty nice Thanksgiving trio of games here. It turns out they stink uh, because the Lions should roll. The Cowboys should roll. And I'm guessing with a dinged up Geno that the Niners are going to whip up on Seattle. I think if you play all three of the favorites on the money line, it pays out at minus 115. That's a pretty smart uh, choice there and an enjoyable Thanksgiving, assuming things go chalk. Well, you're actually leading me into my bet, Damashek. Oh. Uh, Martin, would you have an update on the odds? Did you pull them? 
on the adjusted? Yes, it is. It is plus 110 at minus 10 for the Detroit Lions, who are seven and a half point favorites, minus 365 on the money line. So for the cheap price of two and a half points, you swing almost 400, whatever that, however you quantify that, from minus 365 to plus 110. There you go. Take that one to I the d- bank. I, I like where your head's at, particularly as you're chasing in this game, Martin. Uh, but Dave, what you're talking about money line parlays, I'm doing that myself. It is a flight to safety, which is a weird thing for me to say about a plus 226 bet. You guys say you are going balls to the wall. You need some testosterone. You need bigger balls because we're all chasing and none of your bets should be under plus 200 in order to cast Damashek. Uh, But for me, I'm going Ravens, Chiefs, 49ers all on the money line, and then throwing in at the end McCaffrey to score. You throw those four bets together, you do get all the way up to plus 226. And this one feels too good to be true, which means it probably is. The same way I felt about my NBA uh, play on Monday, but that one came in with no sweat required. So to break it down, I get to bet on Mahomes. I get to bet on McCaffrey. I get to bet on Jackson. And I get to get to bet against Staley. Uh, so I'm sure Martin hates it because it is such an obvious bet, but he hates it even more that he's under 500 while in the snap picks pool, while the squarest man in America, which is what he called me last time, now sits atop the staff standings. So go ahead, form the line right behind me. Who wants to tail this bet? Because it is too good to be true. See, you had the squarest parlay in America last time we did this. He took there was like seven teams with the favorites over five. And Toby said, give me all of them. I'll line that up. I think you're going to be in trouble, though. Yeah, which was in trouble uh, late Thursday night, late Thanksgiving. I think the Seahawks are going to give the Niners hell. Hmm. Really? I do. Dave, you're not in your head. Do you think Seattle's going to win that match? I would forget the six and a half. Are I got to win outright. Listen, I just made a heart bet that Sidney Crosby, who I told you was going to win the heart trophy a couple of days ago, uh, is going to score a goal tonight. That said, you know, the Christian McCaffrey one was paying out until it didn't pay out. I don't know. I that, that one would spook me a little bit. I do like you going chalk with everybody. And I guess CMC getting into the end zone counts as being chalk now. But I think that that is uh that varies week to week i think it could be relatively tight up there in seattle i agree with martin to that extent that seattle's going to show up for this one um and i'm yeah, not going to go mean, anything like, more than the money line i don't think on the niners uh, the numbers at seven at this point but um but yeah I, I, i'd be spooked by the cmc bet all right. Well, just just to be fair, Dave, that is a good point. I looked at it without it. The where the math lies out there is it was plus one thirty nine if I left McCaffrey off. So to get all the way to plus two twenty six by adding McCaffrey, I'm getting close to even money for him to score. What's on a bet that's minus three hundred at Caesars. So once I was doing the other three, I threw that one in. It's also correlated with the 49ers money line, just because again I need to catch you and I like the odds of adding the extra leg versus the uh, value outside the parlay. Right, so, yeah, you got well, inside inside math it. talk. No, yeah, that makes sense, and, and not to get uh, to uh, belabor it, but, you know, obviously CMC is a part of that role was George Kittle sitting down for a long stretch, Debo Samuel sitting down for long stretches within that stretch, and so there are other options there that I'm sure they're looking to to um, to get going here in the last whatever, right. third of the season here. All right, pal. Well, we'll see what you can get going on your role. Where are you going on head? you got to go first each time, so we got to know what we're chasing. I am uh, I'm going to play it safe here. The reason I said that there are a lot of potential hard plays for me, this is the first uh, big test for 
Federico, Federico, and not not America's team, the world's team. The Pitt Panthers men's basketball team is delightful. It has members from every corner of the big blue marble getting big minutes for uh, for Jeff Capel's team here. They played the Florida Gators. The Gators, the number is moving towards Florida, as a matter of fact. It's now minus five. I was going to make a money line play for the Pitt Panthers. I think, I call me a homer. Believe me, I watch Pitt basketball. That makes me a homer by definition if I'm sitting there and watching them in November. I really like this edition of Pitt. I'm just going to take them um, plus the five there. And now, see, now it's, it keeps updating, and now I've lost uh, the number there. Um, the payout, um, if you played, is minus 110, of course. But if you want to not just survive and you want to live, go ahead. Plus 175, Pit Panthers on the money line. All right. I have a contender to fail now because I probably need to fail, Dave. And just the blind bet on Pitt, I'm blind on the other side. So I'll give my final one at the end. But thank you, Dave, for that opening. What about you, Martin? Where are you playing right here? I am going with Nick Claxton of the uh, of the Brooklyn Nets to have a double-double. I think he has a double-double points and rebounds. Uh, so when I saw it just now, full disclosure, he wasn't listed in the double-double section of Caesars. I imagine he will be, seeing as the only person listed as the time of recording is Spencer Dinwiddie. So yeah. I guess technically I'll have to say I'll take Nick Claxton over points at 11 and a half and over rebounds at nine and parlay those together plus 179 they played the hawks the hawks uh there there's a ton of rebounding opportunities between dejounte yeah. murray and trey young and their style of play and uh claxton's easing back into things and had 13 in his first game back then you know against bam struggled but again against Embiid last night had nine and 13 so i expect him against nobody there should be nobody out there getting rebounds besides him so there you yep. go I like that bet, and the Hawks are coming off just an incredible track meet last night against the Pacers, which means they'll have tired legs, which means more rebounds if they leave a couple jumpers short. So I like where your head's at there, Martin. What about you, Eddie? Where are you going? For my head bet, I'm going to college football. I wanted to give out one of these. I'm staying away from the the, the big game, but what I'm going to go to is a little SEC West parlay here. I have Alabama minus the 14 and a half, and I have LSU minus 11. That's plus 264. Again, I'm coming for Dave. Uh, the reason why I'm taking LSU is, well, obviously, the, one of the biggest stories in college football, no Jimbo Fisher, what a disgrace there. Total laughing stock. Uh, if you look at their schedule and what they've done this year, they pretty much beat the bad teams and lose to the good teams. They just don't beat ranked teams. They lost to uh, Ole Miss, they lost to Tennessee, they lost to Alabama, lost to Miami in week one. They're on the road now coming to LSU. This is, uh, you know, A&M's last regular season game, which has been a brutal season. They just wanted to end. And LSU has something to play for in the sense that Jaden Daniels like, wants to win this Heisman. He has to have his Heisman moment in his last week. I mean, I know they just played Georgia State, um, but 500 plus total yards, eight total touchdowns. The guy's unreal. Um, he'll be in the NFL very soon. So they're going to they're gonna win that game, given the 11. And and Bama, uh, I like this one even more. Auburn coming off a loss to New Mexico State, who they paid to play. They paid them almost uh, $2 million to come to them. <laughs> they lost a total embarrassment. Um, and again, talking about a team that absolutely needs this and a coach that wants this iron ball. I mean, Nick Saban knows that if something wonky happens with Oregon and Washington, um, you know, and, and maybe Texas, Alabama is right there to sneak in. So they need to win this game. Um, even though it's on the road, I just trust uh, Saban in, uh, in the iron bowl here. Plus, Milrow hasn't been so bad as of late. So they kind of figured that quarterback situation and just clearly a better team here. So I like the little SEC West parlay there plus 264. I'll go one further. He would Milrow would be 
on the cusp of the Heisman yes. Yes. Um, conversation if he hadn't gotten benched. benched. Yeah. I mean, there was so much attention paid to the benching of Milrow, but he's been he's been dynamite since he reclaimed the gig. His knock on him, too, was his game. He wasn't that great versus Texas, and he lost their big game. That's the only knock. I'm about to say, to me, since the Texas game, he's been great. He's been Mm -hmm. incredible since the Texas game, from my dollar. Right. And if Jaden Daniels stumbled, I am with Spaghetti. He won't. In fact, LSU, this is an interesting, you know, individual totals on Jaden Daniels. Spaghetti has my mind thinking, as a matter of fact, Dig in on those because it does add up. This isn't like the NFL where there are going to be bonuses paid out by certain numbers being hit. But I think Brian Kelly's uh, Brian Kelly understands not as an empath, as a head coach trying to recruit kids. It's good for LSU if Jaden Daniels has a big day and he can pound the table that this should be your Heisman winner and all of that. They're going to feed Jaden yeah. Daniels as much as a quarterback can already be fed the ball. I like that play a great deal there. I think Marvin Harrison, the junior, is the correct play, though, to get the Heisman Trophy. Interesting. All right, well, Eddie, you've been good on college football, and I agree with you on the Iron Bowl, so I think that's a strong one, and you're getting excellent value for it. What did you say the payoff was on uh, plus 264? Yes, correct. Uh, plus 264 for uh, two teams that really kind of need style points. Jaden Daniels needs some style points, and Bama definitely needs style points to get into the CFP. All right. Well, my uh, my play matches your plus 264, so I'm keeping pace, and I'm glad to see somebody else pushing the envelope a little bit. And I'm going back to the NBA. Uh, Martin, I know Sheck's going to be looking for you for your opinion on this. It is a two-way parlay tonight. The Lakers-Mavericks under 240 points and the Pacers-Raptors over 238 points. The Lakers have only played four games above this total all year, and two were OT. The other two landed at 241, so only cleared by a single point. They're also on the second night of a back-to-back, and when a team with that age, with that many miles on their legs, is playing back-to-back with a holiday coming the very next day, I cannot imagine we're going to see a game scored in like the 250s, 260s. I think the pace is going to be slowed way down. I think the possessions are going to be way down. Uh, I think, you know, no matter what Kyrie and Luca want to do, all that dribbling takes up time and i don't even think they're going to sniff anywhere near 240 on the other end of it these pacers games are ridiculous i don't know i know Shaq and eddie you guys are paying attention to puck you haven't dialed into the nba yet but these games are absolutely wild last night they combined for 307 points in a non-ot game they are regularly pushing 140 150 themselves and giving up nearly the same on the other end so seeing this only at 238 feels like a another gift they've only played two games under this total all year and one was at 237 so the fact that you get the lakers on a back-to-back on a high total and the fact that you get the pacers who are playing these incredibly high scoring games at a, at a at relatively modest total in fact lower than the lakers lakers makes no sense to me putting them together for plus 264 to catch up to dave very entertaining believe me i understand the high point totals and everything else but the nba did it to themselves how can i possibly sit there and watch it have you martin actually sat there did you watch the hawks and pacers i mean it was it was literally unless you have the thing to put it on black and white like it was unwatchable to my eyeballs it was too it was too it was too much what the Uh, hell with the floor the floor is lava what the hell the floor and the jerseys are the absolute worst. I can't yeah. stand it. It reminds me of a Disney Channel movie 
where mm. like like a high school musical style thing where like if if uh you know if Tyrese Halliburton if he hits the three then he'll get the cheerleader That's and right. the girl and all, like all of that <laughs> and then everybody goes crazy and then all the teachers open the doors and there's rose petals flying everywhere. That's it reminds me of that type of thing like like if, of my childhood. That's that's where it reminds me of the Disney Channel <laughs> movie. Can't it is weird because they say they they do it uh, just to differentiate, just to make the tournament games feel different than the regular season games. But you can also say like make them play in dresses, make them play in flip flops. You know what I mean? Like there's lots of ways to differentiate, but none of them are a good idea. I couldn't agree more about the courts of the uniform. They are horrible. I mean, no. I'm not. I, I'm not exaggerating. I know I'm a, a weirdo about the uniforms and everything. I'm on track with this. Some of those fields. I mean, some of those courts are make the game unwatch. I mean, really unwatchable. I can't look at it for too long. It's like, the hell? And it gets in my head, too. We once played in high school. There was a team we would play that had a rubber floor. Have you ever uh, played on one of those before, anybody? I that, have, yeah. Not the hardwood, that whatever you call that, vulcanized rubber or whatever. It was weird, and it was distracting to me as much as I played, which wasn't very much, fortunately, for my team. But... That was distracted. Like I, I think like when they're shooting the ball, when they're running up the floor, there are they distracted by the floor? Because I think they must be. It makes me crazy. The court of format. The court of formats here. I like it. Right. Right. Uh, all, all right. Well, we got to keep it moving. I, I right. think that's a two-hour discussion that we should have it in other times. It really is bad. But we got to get here to the money ball now. So this is the one, two units. Probably what's going to decide the contest and see whose Thanksgiving dinner I pay for. Sheck, take it away. Oh, I'm starting us off. Always. All right. I really okay. I want to. I want to play it nice and safe here. So this doesn't count as safe in the NFL. Two longtime rivals and everything else. Twelve points is way too heavy for a pro football game. Except I can't get the vision out of my head. I don't even know who has the broadcast rights to the Cowboys on Thursday, but I can see them like doing the post game, like three or five of them, like all you like the defense ate today. They beat up on Sam Howell, so on and so forth, eating them Turkey legs and all that kind of stuff. Celebrating. It's been a festive day here down in Dallas. They're going to roll. They're going to cover the 12. I don't need to get any riskier than that with my massive lead. Dallas Cowboys, America's alleged team, rolls against their arch rival, the Commies, paying a visit to Big B. Power of the big stack. And, Eddie, I listened to Waiver Wire. You gave out a player prop on Sam Howell pass attempts that I really liked. I don't know if you're about to make that your cred. I am. But but it was a good one. So go ahead. Fire away. Well, I'll I'll definitely uh, I'm with Dave. I'll, I could tell that bet. I'm I'm with Dallas all the way. I think Dallas clicking at the right time. Uh, me and Jen did talk about that in Wave Wired at length about how they're kind of uh, underrated at this point. Everyone's kind of focused on the Eagles and the Niners winning again. I think the the Cowboys offense is clicking. Tony Pollard finally scored. Um, so I, I'm I'm a fan of the Cowboys at this stage of the NFL season. And I'm what I'm uh, also a fan of is this bet. Uh, like I said, gave it out on Wave Wired, but I'm parlaying two of the player props together to get a nice plus two twenty seven. This I, is going to hit. Like, like uh, besides, you know, leaving in the first quarter with an injury, this is going to hit uh, because it's happened pretty much every single game that these guys played in. And it's David Montgomery over 66 and a half rushing yards. And I'm parlaying that with Sam Howell over 30 and a half, uh, 38 and a half passing attempts. Um, Howell's done this in five straight games and eight games in total. And just look at the game script. They're going to be down. They're going to be losing to Dallas. Down. They're going to have to keep throwing the football. I mean, he, he has some pass totals like 45 attempts, 52 attempts, 45 attempts, 51 attempts. This guy is always throwing the ball uh, an insane amount leading the league in that. So that's going to hit no problem whatsoever. I just don't see the game script going any other way. And then talk 
talking about game script with this game, uh, also big on the Lions in this game. I think they're going to win. Uh, David Montgomery's best performance this year has come on the road versus Green Bay. Now they have Green Bay at home. He had 121 versus Green Bay back in uh, back in September. And even with the emergence of Jameer Gibbs, he still found a way. Six, six and a half for him is very low. He's done this in six out of the seven games he's played this year. Um, I just don't see a, a reason why he wouldn't cover this number. He's going to clear that quite easily. He's done that in back-to-back games. I'll do it three straight games. So you put that together, like I said, plus 227. You win yourself a lot of money. Enjoy those uh, Thanksgiving games. Plus, it's more fun to root for overs on Thanksgiving than it is for the unders. Overs make friends, unders make money, and Thanksgiving is a day for family and friends. So I like where your head's at, Eddie. Martin, what are you doing? I, wait, wait, wait. I have to interrupt Martin's okay. because my friend Martin, I, a, a fun game I like to play is predicting what Martin is about to predict. Can okay. I? Okay. You ready? Here we go. Yeah, what do you got? What you got? He's going to take the Ravens. That number is way too low for the visitors to Los Angeles this weekend. He hates the Chargers. That's old news. That's going to be Lamar Jackson and company um, covering the three and a half with a plum and with ease, right? So that is correct. I did take the. Is Ravens. that true? Out of all the it's, bets, it, oh, I knew. I was, wasn't I was, what I was, was thinking. You actually called it? No, no, no. It's not what I'm giving out right now because oh, okay. I'm trying to win. All right, I'm, I'm trying to win, but on Lemon Pepper and everywhere else that I make picks, you're absolutely right. This might be Brandon Stanley's last stand because especially when you look, think about how the Ravens have been. I mean. They have two of the most impressive wins in the NFL this year against two teams that we thought were pretty good. If the the wheels can fall off, like when you're playing Baltimore, very similar to it, they can fall off the same way like playing San Francisco. I think the wheels might fall off for the Chargers, especially after that debacle that they did in Lambeau. But no, you're wrong. I'm still impressive. He still came pretty close. Come on, Martin. No, he, was, no he was right. Like if we if <laughs> if, if, if we were picking that game specifically, he was uh, dead on with everything I was going to say. So I'm not trying to downplay that. But what I am doing is trying to beat that same Dave Damashek. So I'm doing an anytime touchdown parlay here. Romeo Dobbs has scored in seven of eleven games played so far this year, and Jamison Williams, despite not being a big you know, not being a big factor in the Lions offense so far. Had a touchdown last week. Thanksgiving Day in Detroit is very similar to this. I mean, it's it's it is it has for the longest time. Really, until this year, it was the Lions Super Bowl. That was all they had was Thanksgiving Day. Now you got a team that actually might compete for a Super Bowl. But I said that to say Lions pull out a few of the stops on Thanksgiving Day and a touchdown mm-hmm. from one Jamison Williams on Thanksgiving Day would garner him a lot of goodwill in the city of Detroit. I think Dan Campbell knows that. It's a big topic of conversation after the gambling thing, and then he's got some hamstring injuries and all this other stuff. I think he finds the end zone. That, my friends, that, my friend, is 1,400 plus 1,400. So I'm trying to wrap this thing up by 10 a.m., uh, by 10 a.m. Thanksgiving Day. Romeo Dobbs anytime by itself is like seven. And uh, uh, no, just, I had it backwards. Romeo Dobbs anytime is like three and uh, plus 390. James C. Williams is plus 700, plus 1400. Eat it in wow. week. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I take back my testosterone comments for earlier. You might be overdosing now, Martin, flying a little closer to the sun. You can win it with one bet. And, you know, it's not a bad way to play. 
Uh, so all of you guys kind of did a flight to safety. Eddie's betting on the Giants. Sheck's betting on uh, hockey. Martin's playing out these anytime TD parlays. I'm having my own flight to safety here, gentlemen. And I am going to the Premier League where none of you know anything about it, and therefore you cannot tail or fail me. I am going with Aston Villa on the money line against Tottenham Hotspur at plus 180. For full analysis, you can listen to Covered in Glory because I went crazy about this game last night. But I think it is the absolute best, uh, best bet in all of sports and the best way I can relate it to you all. Like imagine uh, Dave, like imagine that you were watching a Ravens game and Lamar Jackson gets hurt. And they're like, we're now going to trot in the backup quarterback, Jared Lorenzen. And they play the same system. They play the same system. They're still trying to run read option with the hefty lefty. That's what's happening with Tottenham right now. No matter what the game situation called for, no matter how many injuries, they're trying to play the exact same style. And it is purely insane. They keep trying to play this like high line, no matter what happens. The other two weeks ago, they went down to nine men. You play 11 in soccer. I don't know if you guys know that. You usually start with 11. Two red cards come out. They had nine men, and they still tried to play a press. Like, imagine you had two defensive linemen uh, taken off the field, and all you did was safety blitzes. They got destroyed. And then they did it again last week. They're missing three of their four best players, and Aston Villa has the fifth best or sixth best underlying numbers in the entire Premier League. I love this play. I love the plus 180. I am happy to put two units on it. And this play alone might allow me to make up my deficit. So I know none of you are having a follow-up thing to that, but it is absolutely what I think is the best play in all sports this weekend. All right. Guess what? My, you know what I'm doing? I'm tailing that. Now you can't do anything about it. Now you just can't leave. It's like you, oh, well, yeah, but I have Patrick Mahomes this weekend. Yeah. Guess what? Who's in my lineup? Travis Kelsey. Um, that's basically what Damashek's doing there. I'm going to fail Martin Weiss because well, you, only, you only get one you only get one Dave. You I know, but he didn't actually one. he didn't actually pick the ravens uh lay in the three <laughs> and a half i am going to say in the spirit of going against him this is where I, and i mean it the chargers are going to show up i'll be surprised if they get whipped this weekend i think maybe the ravens win the game the number's tight obviously i i have it on minus three as the ravens winning but not covering that's uh so I'm, right. I'm i'm failing martin on his pick that he didn't actually make i was going to tell <laughs> you're you you're an innovator well. dave you're always that's innovating that's right i was uh, going to tell you here as well this was because look it's it's really i'm telling the vigor and the gusto and the energy <laughs> that's what i'm telling right here wow. talking, he made multiple cross-board comparisons he's like it's like if jose altuve tried to bet on the other side standing on his head would you do it no it's like no okay i'm here and rest in peace to jared lorenzen yeah, I was going to say that that's really a bad idea since uh, the hefty lefty passed away some years ago. It would really be bad to put him in. Yeah, you never know, though. Uh, Staley might do it. So I am going to head and failing uh, that pit basketball play. Just showmanship, Dave, here, or gamesmanship. I have to catch you. And the fastest way to catch somebody in this game is failing one of their picks because it is a massive swing. Uh, so I showmanship. Yeah, there Game. you go. All right, so we got Eddie is tailing uh, the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. I somehow led both of you guys into actually caring about a Premier League game happening this weekend, which is its own little miracle. I'm failing Pitt. Those are all of our picks. Uh, we need to take one more break and then come back where I've got one last wrinkle I am going to offer you gentlemen and see which one of you take the bait. We'll be right back after this. Okay. 
Okay, we are back, and I have a last-second twist I am going to offer here, but everybody has to agree to it. There is, If anybody opts out, then all of us are out, and we'll uh, replace with the Second Guest Express with this. I am going to offer you a bonus unit, a bonus unit if you will back your, your favorite team this particular week. So Sheck and Eddie, it is minus 105 on the money line for both the Rangers and the Penguins as they square off on Thanksgiving Eve. And Martin, you have the biggest game of the college football season, Michigan and Ohio State. I will let you pick between the money line and the spread. I think it's three and a half. So it'd be minus 110 or you can take it on the money line at minus 170. Chelsea is my favorite team. So I would get them at plus 165 with the big caveat being, unlike you guys, soccer is a three-way market. So they have to win outright. I have to play against both the draw and Newcastle. Uh, so that's why Chelsea is a pretty uh, heavy dog in that particular matchup. So all four of us have to back our favorite team for a bonus unit that actually counts in the contest instead of the second guess express. Is anybody out? Feel really good. I'll play ball. I feel, or, I feel very good. My second guess express was going to be uh, a state of Michigan money line parlay with okay. the Lions in Michigan. Yeah. I had the Rangers. To, so let's rock. Yeah, I had the Rangers giving a goal and a half too, so I'm I'm with it. All right, Michigan on the money line or on the spread, Martin? I'm taking the money line. All right, minus 170 for Martin. That was easy, guys. I thought there was going to be a little bit more hesitation here. Sheck, are you really feeling good about the Penguins beating the Rams tonight? You talk a lot of trash, but now you got to put your money where your mouth is. So I was waiting for you to back out. Well, I no, I mean, you know, they're da- if you I, I know only Eddie Spaghetti potentially uh, is following hockey here so the pens have just as of tuesday were suddenly decimated by injury um they're pretty gutted right now but they do have 87 they do have 71 58 and 65 the thing that spooks me most is that tristan jari is between the pipes instead of uh nadelkovich who had a great game against the against the abs i don't know why they're running back with jari so i'm kind of spooked but listen Pens, Wednesday night, Thanksgiving Eve. It's an electric atmosphere always. 87 shows up for big games. I say the Pens win. I'm okay with it. Eddie, you jumped in the fastest. You must be Eddie, you must be feeling really confident because you jumped in the fastest. You couldn't be in more uh quickly since you came hit, out of my mouth. Yeah, I mean, Sheck hit a lot of the points. Like they losing Raquel and, and Rust um is not good for them. And Jari um starting is a, a plus for the Rangers. Uh, Cros- Crosby has been really good um still a handful of points behind Panarin so it's why I wouldn't vote for him for the hard trophy um but you know the big they're statistically they're similar in a lot of categories except one major statistic which is the power play the rangers are basically scoring on 33% of their power play goals uh, the 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 pens are down around like the 15% mark so the rangers got on the power play with Jari um you know I I like them to score there plus the rangers have not lost back to back games this year um so far I know it is very very early um and they are prone to scoring three or more games in their wins I believe 10 of their wins they've scored three plus goals so again they they've been pretty lethal but still very good defensively very good goaltending wise so I, I am pretty confident the rangers riding the ship they kind of got that monkey off their back of the streak going and Panarin with his streak. They can kind of just exhale now. I like them a lot in this game. But you should listen to Spaghetti because he told you in this very space two days ago that he's like, I, I said, um, I, I laid out what was going to happen in Dallas. And he said, no, 
the Rangers are not going to be down by a goal with two minutes left in the game. And he was right. They were down. Three yeah, they games. weren't three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and, and and it's it's a game show and I have to tail or fail. So that's what's part of it. I have to give an opinion. So. All right. Well, in my opinion, that was a great episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, these guys have been all over the network on our short week. Waiver Wired, Lemon Pepper Parlay, Minus 3, all put out spectacular episodes. I've already listened to all of them. Hope you have too. Sheck, you got extra points to record right after this. Who's y'all's guest today? It's uh, it's our little family. It's Sarah, Tiana, Eddie, Spaghetti, and myself. Um, and uh, and that'll be that. And then, like I say, we have the both the Thanksgiving special edition of the pregame show, and then the fifteen minute coming out uh, later in the week. So be on the lookout for both of those on YouTube and on social media at large. All right. And if you want to hear more of that Aston uh, Villa Tottenham Hotspur talk, then tune in to Covered in Glory because we did a little big segment on that. Uh, so I really appreciate everybody listening. I really appreciate everybody supporting the network. If you take gambling out of it and just the real things, I'm thankful. It's obviously my friends and family. But the fact that we've uh, continued on this year, despite some pretty large changes, I'm thankful for our partners at Omaha and ESPN and for Dave Damashek and for Eddie Spaghetti and for Martin Weiss and Gunnels and Piacenti and uh, everybody else here at the network who's continued on putting out this great content as we get to, as Dave always says, shop at the candy aisle of life talk about sports and get paid for it so thank you guys you make it all possible really appreciate it anything you guys want to throw out before we separate for the holiday go eat a lot of pie go eat a lot of stuffing the finest side dish in the land and then go eat some more pie all right Man, with that you got to leave you got to leave it at that especially i saw the picture of the pie contest that you tweeted out although i never got to participate in it personally uh regaled with many stories of it year after year after year damashek so appreciate you posting that picture rest in peace to tara deaker amen <laughs> and i'm thankful for friday getting here and christmas starting and guys i don't make a pie but i've got i gotta brag just a little bit maybe i'll have to send some west this year i make my own peppermint bark and it is dynamite it is absolute dynamite so the fact that we're able to start on that on friday is something that i am also thankful for so i know we have a ton of sports Great rivalry weekend uh, in hockey, in college football, in the Premier League, in the NFL, everywhere else. Go out and enjoy it after you fill your bellies. Fill it again with all this great sports action. And then join us again for a full week next week where we'll be back with all of our shows. But until then, happy Thanksgiving and take care, everyone. Good times, everybody. 